Good morning. Um, welcome here. I'm Charlie, one of the teachers here at Brooklyn Zen Center. Can, can everyone hear with the air conditioners and the amplification? Okay. Um, so this morning, Sarah and I will talk for a little chunk, and then we'll have um, more time than usual for questions and comments. And um, and part of the way we think about this is it's some um, uh, a kind of a space to bring up, you know, could be something related to what we say, or it could just be something really, you know, seemingly basic about what we're doing here. So it's just uh, more, more open space for questions and comments. Um, but first, just want to welcome us here. Um, welcome us back to the Zendo or to the Zendo if this is your first time. And welcome back to Zazen and chanting and bowing and, you know, breathing in and breathing out. And yeah, intimate uh, presence. <laughs> so for those I haven't met, my name is Sarah. My Dharma name is Dojin and I use she, her pronouns. Um, are there are there folks for whom this is their first time at Brooklyn Zen Center? Welcome. Welcome. Um, and as Charlie alluded to, we also um, were coming back from a kind of hiatus in, in August, although maybe some of you have been coming where we haven't been having Dharma talks, which is Zazen. Um, one thing I want to note is the space is refreshed by a new paint job, which I didn't, I just felt like, oh, it looks so fresh. And I thought it was the plants. <laughs> the plants are also somewhat new, <laughs> but really wanting to honor that uh, the labor that went into this painting. If, if you were part of that, can you raise your hand? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sorry we weren't here for that. I love painting. Um, and yes, and, and like real deep appreciation to Matthew and Amy, our work leaders who, um, it, it took a lot for this painting to happen. <laughs> so we meet at Christ Church, you know, and, and we share this space. So it's an unusual thing to, to be able to do this kind of improvement, but it's really, it's very moving. I wanted to, yeah, so on some, so sometimes on the second Saturday of the month, we have what's called second Saturdays where we leave more time for interaction and also talk about our forms and, and the structure at Brooklyn Zen Center. Um, I can speak for myself at other Zen centers in my life. Lots of stuff has been sort of cryptic. You have to be around for a long time to understand what's happening, you know, and, and our effort is to, uh, make space both for people that have been coming for a long time, but also new people to ask, like, what are we doing? How are, how, what, are, what does this mean in these ways we come together? Um, I just as a review in August, at the beginning of August, many of us here were in a retreat at Watershed, um, which was kind of an experiment. So Watershed is up north of the city and near Ancestral Heart, the monastery part of Brooklyn Zen Center. And um, we had a retreat that, so usually we, when we have retreats, they're silent and 
Um, that's a beautiful kind of intimacy. Zen, Soto Zen, our tradition offers this kind of retreat called Sashin that's like really uh, an unusual way to be intimate with one another in practice, but mostly in silence. And this experiment was doing that for half the day and then being in mindful activity and conversation and rest and ease and uh, being with the land with one another. And then in August, we, we have this hiatus, which is, again, in my experience of different Zen centers around the United States, this is unusual. Um, and I wanna bring it up because I, I want to, again, like to make explicit and to lift up this practice of building in rest as a community um, and as a practice, as an engagement. Um, I can say for myself, I really was refreshed. And also now I'm completely overwhelmed <laughs> with everything that built up while we were away and while I was like taking time away from emails. And, and so there, part of what I want to bring that forward to acknowledge is like, okay, so we're all figuring this out. We're building a culture together around what does it mean to, to pace ourselves, you know, to live sustainably um, to have engagement and intensity, and then also to have rest and ease and time away. So, so that's just something that I feel, um, you know, maybe it sounds simple, but to me it feels quite transformational and um, transgressive, actually, in terms of dominant culture, saying like, go, 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 and that's all we can ever do. Um, and as a Zen center, you know, in the Dharma, I feel really called actually to, to experiment with this and to find culturally together what it means to balance. And then also to name that, that the two, two of the founding teachers, Kosin and Laura are now on sabbatical. They started that in July for those who know them and just for those who don't to know that this is a part of what's happening in our community. And again, I feel like this, this deep intention that um, rest has to happen in community. We can't decide like, oh, I'm gonna rest and just do that because we are relational beings. We are, we are made by one another. You know? And I think it's, um, I, I expect and, and kind of feel joyful about this will be a process. <laughs> We're not gonna get this right. It's okay that I'm totally overwhelmed by emails right now. It's part of the learning, but I do feel this, um, again, like a calling and a kind of, and a deep intention around in Sangha, um, finding what this all means for us um, so that we move into the activities of our lives beyond Sangha or with Sangha with us, maybe is a better way to say it. Um, you know, we move into the broader Sangha that is our other, other parts of our lives and we bring the nourishment of this effort you know, um, to our communities, to our workplaces, to our families, to our loving relationships, to our neighbors, to our planet. There's such strain right now, you know. There's such, there's so much pain. Um, it, it's becoming, for most people I know, pretty overwhelming. And this effort toward balance is, I believe, um, not the solution, 
but one of the th one of the pieces of remedy that we need to collectively find and find it in various directions. And then uh, so looking toward forward into the fall, um, I just wanting to name for everyone that we have, there's a lot going on in the fall. <laughs> and, but one of the essential pieces of the practice at Brooklyn Zen Center in the fall is our practice period or ongo. And, and the word ongo um, can be translated as peaceful abiding. And, um, but, and that, that peaceful abiding is what is traditionally in, in the Japanese Soto Zen tradition, well, how we call a time of intensifying our practice. So I think that's pretty encouraging. <laughs> Intensify your practice as peaceful abiding. Um, so what that means is that um, there's a lot of things, we have, we have a theme of non-duality and, and Charlie and I will speak a little bit about that today and then we'll continue talks about that throughout the fall of the practice engagement of non-duality. Um, and then for us as a Sangha, we have this central idea and um, practice engagement that we're, that we're turning toward together. And then we have sashins and so retreats and talks and when the Wednesday night, most of the Wednesday nights will focus on this. And then also all the other, the events that are happening throughout the fall have some of the flavor of looking at non-duality and what it means to us as actual people, not as a abstract philosophy, but like, what is the nourishment of that for suffering human beings, for living people who want to respond in the world? So I want to invite everyone to check that out, whether you've been at the Brooklyn Zen Center a long time or whether you're this is your first day here. Um, there's different, basically you can kind of create how it works for you. You can a la carte. <laughs> And then, but with the idea that everyone is intensifying their practice, stepping up in their practice a little bit and making commitments to doing that with one another. All right, so I'll just say a few words about non-duality. Well, the first thing that's coming to mind right now is that it's it's a, just on the face of it, it's it's totally self-contradictory term because um, it has this little non, which is a very dualistic thing to put in front of duality. But there's a, and, and there's a kind of, there's a very dualistic approaches to non-duality. And then there's a non-dual, non-dual life of non-duality. There's a practice. So the a kind of conceptual approaches will be dualistic. No, no, it will always go in that circle. So but part of the reason we bring up this teaching is like, well, how, what is my my basic spirit of my practice, the basic attitude of my practice? And um, there's like duality, there's delusion, there's grasping, um, there's a roots of profound suffering. And so how am I going to work with all that stuff, all this conditioning that's living in me? I, if I take a dualistic approach to it, it deepens it, it elaborates it, it feeds it. So, so kind of like I, I feel like the first place to start is just very gentle, uh, kind, uh, loving presence with our suffering, with my grasping, my delusion. However, duality, whatever dual dualistic frameworks 
are happening through me. And so just just to just that as a starting place of working with this teaching of just that it's basically it's a very loving practice of presence of intimate presence. And what I want to add to that is um, I, I'm realizing <laughs> it sounds too theoretical. So the best way to describe it is like, how can we find embodied experiences an actual like physical living experience of opening to complexity and i think there's lots of teachings in or i experience zen as having lots of teachings that um again they could they could feel like oh just a theory but actually if we engage them um, they are helping us build capacity in in our being you know, physical and mental and psychological and spiritual for things being much broader than what we think they are. And for even, I feel like the capacity that that I feel greatly benefited by in training in Zen is um, a tolerance for the, po- the the ongoing constant possibility that whatever I think is never the whole picture and like being okay with that. <laughs> First, being okay with that. And then secondly, being informed by that. So it doesn't mean I toss out all of my distinctions or my my clarity about like who, you know, I'm over here and you're over there. And like there is the, there is particularity. You know, certain people are my children. Certain children are not my children. <laughs> it would get a little weird if I didn't have that clarity, you know. And at the same time, um, certain people are my children. And like, so is everybody else. <laughs> and the feeling of that, not the idea of it. When we were thinking about what to offer for the theme for the Ango, part of what I, part of what was really alive for me was like, what is the thing that gives us relief actually, and gives us like nourishment in the Dharma so that we move forward in more skillfulness. And to me, it's this, it's this building of capacity for complexity and, and the unknown. And we want to use the Genjo Koan by um, Dogen Zenji, the founder of Soto Zen, which is a text that are people, how many people have spent time with the Genjo Koan? Yeah, so it's like, it's it's pretty well known. We we chant it, not, not super often here, but it's not very long. <laughs> um, and for me, it's a source of like, of constant like learning for, I probably, I don't know, I probably first read it like maybe 27 years ago. But still going back, and there's this learning. There's these these images that are helping us um, learn to um, to saturate our being with this possibility that whatever we see and wherever we think is just the smallest slice. And it's not that we necessarily are going to see the giant picture, but that we know it's there, and that that comes in and informs our activity and informs our thinking and then it informs our body and our souls and our relationships and our, and our actions in the world. So but that does sound pretty theoretical, but we'll get to some things that are more <laughs> concrete um, in our time together. And to me, this is also the work of lifetimes. So it's okay, we won't, we won't finish this fall. Okay.
May our intention Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.